In our year-end grand finale, Rock Around the World is proud to present, as our Christmas present to you, Stevie Wonder. I listen to as much and as many different kinds of music as possible. The radio, it's one of my best friends. Greetings, everybody. Chuck Marshall here with a big ho-ho-ho. We welcome you to our 90-minute Christmas edition of Rock Around the World from Hollywood. Actually, we're very happy, excited to be presenting Stevie Wonder in a special two-part holiday show. We'll conclude next week, New Year's week, with part two. This week, we're talking to Stevie about the early years, the move to Detroit, and Motown Records. So many more things that if we don't start right now, we're going to need more than two weeks just to do it. We're going to be talking to Stevie Wonder in just a minute as Rock Around the World continues. They don't call him Slow Hand Clapton for nothing. And about once a year, you know why. Because once a year, Eric Clapton puts out a new album that becomes an instant classic. RSO Records is proud to present this year's classic, Slow Hand Clapton. Slow Hand Clapton, now on RSO Records and Tapes. You better get it fast. The name Stevie Wonder conjures up so many wonderful thoughts, especially now around the holiday season. When we look for the good in people, Stevie Wonder seems to epitomize that feeling. And if you haven't guessed by now, Stevie's a positive free thinker with an incredible memory. The life of Stevie Wonder began in 1961. I'll go back about 11 years say that I was born uh, May 13, 1950, in Saginaw, Michigan. And shortly after my birth, my family moved with my two older brothers, myself, then born, to Detroit. And we stayed in Detroit up until, at least I did, until 1971. In 71, I moved to New York. But in between Saginaw and New York is when the life of Stevie Wonder began. And it began with me through a very close friend of mine whom I had formed a group with, I guess, about two years prior to my having the pleasure through him to meeting Ronnie White of the Miracles, uh, Mr. John Glover, uh, my friend, 
Who was a cousin of Ronnie White? Made it possible for me to meet Ronnie, who I guess was off um, of the tour uh, for a few days. And Ronnie asked, did I sing? I said, yes. I said, um, John Glover and myself performed a group of myself and John, just called Steve and John, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and what happened was we, uh, I would uh, play bongos and John played guitar and I'd sing and John would uh, play the uh, guitar and, and, and uh, do some of the harmonies with me. We did, um, I guess, the, a lot of the songs of the 50s um, uh, in the 60s. We did like um, uh, uh, Once Upon a Time There Was a Love. Sweetest little love, that love was mine, once upon a time. And we did uh, Why Do Fools Fall in Love. This was like before Stevie Wonder. This was Stephen Morris, which is my real name. This is what I did. And then just singing um, around Detroit. Mm -hmm. And we did things like, um, we did a few Neil Sedaka songs. Mm -hmm. uh, Stairway to Heaven we did. Um, what is, um, we used to do She's Not a Bad Girl, uh, Smokey Robinson Miracle Song, and we did um, another Smokey song, My Mama Told Me to Leave Those Girls Alone, and we did, um, I used to love to do the imitations of Jackie Wilson, and um, it was crazy because when I, when I was uh, then aware of how Jackie Wilson performed, her, he was a very exciting performer, and Mr fall over this, you know, <laughs> I used to do all kinds of flips and stuff. I was about, I was about nine or ten years old then. And um, I remember the first Marvin Gaye song I heard was called Mr. Sandman. Marvin did. And um, I used to, Mr. Sandman. Marvin. And I was, um, I was so excited meeting, uh, meeting Marvin um, upon my, auditioning for Motown and meeting some of the very fine talents that I've been able to hear through record. The stable singers, I used to listen mm -hmm. to a lot of the gospel music that they did. Um, I listened to as much and as many different kinds of music as possible. The radio was one of my best friends. We lived on Breckenridge Street in Detroit, um, which was on the west side of Detroit, and very beautiful people. I did all, all the things that, you know, the normal boy in what you would call a upper, lower class. We had enough to, to get by, and, and me not knowing what, was, what being poor was like, um, whatever we did receive uh, as a family, we were appreciative. Um, sometimes we would go without eating days. I can prove it to you by the pain that I felt in my stomach. <laughs> But um, it was um, my mother raises in the only part of that time by herself. She was fortunate enough to meet um, my second father, mm -hmm. um, who then, with them being married, um, my mother gave birth to um, 
two other children. Timothy was a Libra and Renee was a Cancer. Besides myself, Taurus, I have my the next youngest brother, Capricorn named Larry, and the two older brothers, Calvin, <clears throat> uh, who's next to me, is Aries, and Milton, the older, uh, is a Virgo. My father is a um, Gemini, and the mother is a Capricorn. It's a very interesting, uh, I believe, uh, science, and I do believe, uh, and I'm able to usually tell a person's uh, birth signs by their voice. As some people are able to tell the sign by um, looking, I guess, at the person visually. It was um, a part of my life that, even though I know it was not yesterday, um, it's not too many yesterdays behind, you know. And um, I can see it crystal clear in front of me as being um, a very special part of my life. And um, if I had to live again, I would not want it to be any other way. As I say to many people, being blind is not a handicap, really. There are many things that you cannot do, but there are many things that you can do. And it's all in, this, in, your, in your state of mind and how determined you are to do as much as you possibly can. It's a reality. And uh, <clears throat> the only way that you can look at the truth is as being the truth. And when you face the truth, uh, totally, your soul is then free. People hand in hand Have I lived to see the milk in honey land Where hate's a dream and love forever stands Or is this a vision in my mind? We have um, certain pictures, I believe, that Receiving something is um, probably how a, a person visually would conceive it from my understanding what that particular thing is about. For instance, when you say um, blue, there's a kind of feeling that I do get. Um, blue, in my mind, is, uh, is in a sense a very fresh color. Um, red as being a very exciting color. Mm -hmm. um, uh, in black there is a great deal of mystery. I do not want to make the leaves. I know the leaves are green. They only change the brown. When autumn comes around, I know just what I say. Today's not yesterday, and all things have an ending. 
Stevie Wonder. This week and next, we'll be presenting our special holiday editions of Rock Around the World. Much more follows. Don't go away. Looking back can be the nicest thing you can do for yourself. Especially when it's looking back with Stevie Wonder. Looking back. A very special limited edition three-record Stevie Wonder album. Looking back, a comprehensive history of Stevie Wonder from 1963's Smash Fingertips Part 2 to 1971's Sophisticated If You Really Love Me. Also included are two songs never before available on any Stevie Wonder album. Stevie Wonder, Looking Back, the nicest thing you can do for yourself or someone else. Now, for Christmas, on Motown Records and Tapes. We're back now with more Stevie Wonder on Rock Around the World. You know, by the early 1960s, Motown Records out of Detroit was bubbling under. They were about to be coming on like gangbusters. And with the addition of Stevie Wonder to their roster, they took on a wonderful new dimension. I signed with Motown in 1961. And the um, first album that we actually did was, um, well, actually two. We did um, the jazz soul mm -hmm. of Little Stevie. Mm -hmm. And um, this um, album featured a lot of the different instruments that I played and a lot of songs that were written by different producers and writers around Motown. Um, the song, uh, Fingertips on that album featured um, Harold Bowes, we know him as Bean Bowes, who played the mm -hmm. flute on a lot of the uh, a lot of the earlier stuff at Motown. Like he played um, the flute is on um, Stubborn Kind of Fella, mm -hmm. and he played the um, flute on a lot of things that the Supremes did earlier things, and um, the musicians that we pretty commonly used at that time or Benny Benjamin on drums. Uh, Benny played on uh, a lot of the Motown things. Benny died in 1969. That was a great inspiration for my being able to play drums mm -hmm. and uh, will forever live in my heart, in my hands, mm -hmm. in my feet, you know. Um, we had also um, George White on guitar, Joe uh, Massini on guitar. Um, Marvin Gaye also played drums and some of the stuff. James Jameson, who um, played bass in a lot of the earlier Motown stuff. Henry Cosby, who was also my producer and also a sax player in Motown. Clarence Paul, <coughs> who 
produced a lot of my earlier stuff, including that album, uh, with the first fingertips on it. Um, Martha Reeves, for instance, sang background on this stuff. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Motown, uh, as you may have heard, um, in that it was a, a studio, I believe, out of nowhere. No one ever expected that uh, there would be music coming out of Detroit. The, the Motown sound. The Motown sound did begin to take off a year or so later with Stevie Wonder, the 12-year-old genius, recorded live. That was done um, and. New York and also in Chicago. Uh, New York at the Apollo and uh, at the Regal Theater in Chicago. This LP contained fingertips part one and two and it was a smash. Right about now, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to continue with our show. I introduce to you a young man that's only 12 years old and he is considered as being a genius of our time. Ladies and gentlemen, let you and I make him feel happy with a nice ovation as we meet and greet little Stevie Wonder. How about that? Thank <laughs> you. 